Grab a snack, pull up a chair, and pass the remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Tan Chalmers. Hello! Uh, no Nick. There's been no Nick for... I don't know. When was the last episode we recorded? That was the last... Like, Christmas? No, no. We did our big, we did our big year wrap-up, so... Uh, yeah. we, sat, we sat down for like three hours, or four hours, or whatever it was, uh, at the start of January. It's just been a very uh, hectic month. He was meant to actually... We were actually meant to record this week. We Heck is Tekka's month. Hackers Techers, fully Hackers Techers. It was meant to be the other night, and that didn't work out, and then it was meant to be Saturday, and that hasn't worked out. So, we're like, screw it, we're going to get an episode done, because it's been a month, and we're like, we're going to do more episodes this year. Because it's, it's been a while since I made a podcast live. I definitely love that. Regret marrying me. No, not at all. (laughs) Um, But Nick, uh, Nick assures me, assures me, assures, that, uh, Everything will be back to normal next week. But he says that every week, so I don't know. Uh-huh. How are you? You're back at work. Yes, I am back at work. Are you loving it? Uh, on one hand, yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, woo! Back to, like, normality. Back to, like, um, routine, which is awesome. On the other hand, no. Because, fuck, I'm tired. Yeah. I am so tired. And it's like, oh, man, I forgot how tired I was. And why did I... Like, not sleeping more during my holidays and have to get up at six every morning. and mm. uh, So, yeah. Like, really exhausted. Yeah, definitely. But, um, happy. Really, really happy. What's you know, it's good to be back at work. It's good to be able to do something. The dogs are providing commentary. At this yes, episode. they are. Um, yeah. I what fin- about you, Jimothy? How have you been? I finally had a week off. It was very nice. All I did was go to the gym and write. Go to the gym or go to the Jimothy? Yes, exactly. Uh, and write and um, watch movies. Nice. So I have a few I can talk about tonight. Awesome. Um, there's a real, this is a little gross insight to my personal life. Side effect of going to the gym so much is my feet appealing. And they become a real... Why are you saying this on the podcast? Because it's distracting me right now. Anyway. Yep. This is what I have to live with. Just letting everybody know. There you go, guys. Now you know. If you go to the gym a lot, you might look good. Except under the socks. <laughs> Um, let me have a drink. That's a, dr- a joke for only Zena. <laughs> and she didn't even laugh. No, because I've heard it a million yeah. times before. Uh, let's dive into the news. It's going to be a very news-heavy episode because it's about a month's worth of news. So yeah. I'll just, I'll read through them. If anything it takes your fancy, we'll talk about it. Uh-huh. It probably won't be a huge episode. We're not going to do Amelie. We keep putting it off. We have to do it all together because the whole idea is that we all talk about one person's movie. Yeah. So there's no point in doing Amelie right now because Nick's not here. And also we haven't watched it because Nick's not here. Yeah. Uh, as always, we'll dive into... You know what? I'm going to go in reverse. Normally, I start with DC Comic News and move down. Let's start with some news that has nothing to do with comic books or Star Wars. Nice. Uh, this is how long it's been. 
Uh, my first item, Game of Thrones has a release date. We all know now. <laughs> we all know that now. April 14th. Yep. Very excited. We've yeah, been re- it's we've been really re-watching. coming up soon. Still a little while, to wait, about two and a half months to go, but uh, we're getting very close. But I mean, January just flew by, so... Yeah, it definitely did. Um, we've been re-watching Game of Thrones, so we're... We're almost up to date, actually. We were like, ah, oh, we'll take our time. And like that way, by the time April gets there, we should be just about ready. We're halfway through season five. Yeah. Like, we're going to get there in no time. Yeah. Um, I know you love Celebrity Ghost, Tina. Yes, I so, do. So, uh, Chris Pratt got engaged. Yes, he did. Famously divorced last year from yep. Anna Faris, or mm-hmm. Anna Faris, and is now engaged to Catherine Schwarzenegger. Which I think is a very Catherine Schwarzenegger. That's the woman he's Related made. to Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold's daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You didn't say that before. I didn't know back then. No, oh, okay. I've learned more um, since then. It's a very quick relationship. It like, might... it, it takes a while, I feel, to, after you've met someone, mm. to actually go, cool, this is the person I want to marry. But I also wonder, like, whether, and I have no insight into this. Yes. I can only speak from... Uh, from my opinion of being a child of divorce. I don't know if you know this, my parents are divorced. <laughs> yeah. um, that's another joke just for you. Yeah. Um, but divorce proceedings take a little while, and I feel like maybe, even though Anna Faris and Chris Pratt got divorced last year, yeah. I think it was last year, it might have been 2017, but I think it was last year, mm. um, they probably began their separation much, much earlier. Like... Yes, that's true. Like, Chris Pratt became an international movie star in 2014, and I'm not saying that's why... But suddenly, like, because she has a job, she works, she's in a sitcom, like, she, yeah. I think in, like, the fifth or sixth season, like, she's in a sitcom every week, right around the corner from home. So she's, yeah. like, there. Chris Pratt has been in Blockbuster after Blockbuster yeah. after Blockbuster, mm-hmm. and, like, filming all Traveling around, all around, around the, world. the world, yep. And I don't necessarily think that it's, like, you know, he was cheating on her. I definitely don't think it was that. He seems like a very nice, but from all the interviews I've yeah, seen we him We don't know. We don't know. He seems like a very nice guy. But, yep. definitely creates division in a relationship. Yes, Absolutely. Um, and you know, like, so it's possible, yeah, so I don't know the origins of it, but they were probably splitting up much earlier than we found out. But it's also interesting to note things, like, I always find it interesting when, um, celebrities divorce and then very quickly after the divorce Mm. end up marrying someone else, and it's almost like a sense of, like, um, I mean, I'm repeating about what you said um, about your your family's divorce um, a while ago, and it's like once you divorce a person, like the because of the the shit that you have to go through, basically, like mm. you don't want to see that person again, yeah. really, um, like because that it's it's not just fighting, it's it's fighting and it's legal stuff and it's money and it's mm. rights and it's all this sort of stuff like that, and so it's kind of funny to me, like when. Um, celebrities get married really quickly after just being divorced. It's kind of like you go, wow, you're really jumping straight back onto that wagon again. Well, Arna Farris was on um, an episode of Kevin Smith's podcast recently. Yeah. And she talked about it a little bit. Like, mm. um, I think it was the first time she kind of spoke about it openly and honestly. Because when the engagement announcement happened, she was on the first pill to be out there just to be like, congratulations, I'm so happy yeah. for you. Mm. Um, and not like, and she was saying like, it, was, it wasn't like sarcastic. She's like, yeah. no, no, she said, I love Chris. Like, yeah. I, and I, the way she was talking about it was, it was less of them like not loving each other and yeah. more just been like, based on our lifestyles and our work schedules and the way our relationship is, marriage just doesn't seem to be an option for us. Like, yeah. It's not right, it's not fair to our son, it's not fair to, mm. to, to each other. Like clearly there are other things going on. 
it didn't seem like... And, like, you know, people will say anything, so take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Yeah. But she seemed pretty earnest. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like it was, it was more just like, look, it just didn't work out. It has nothing to do with how we feel about each other. Like, we still love each other, but we just can't make it work. Um, and so why string something along that isn't working? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it was definitely, definitely meant to be like a happy, like a, woo, someone's getting engaged. And we were like, mm. I'm not a divorce. So, yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll um, do a little bit more uh, research on that. Sure. Mm. <clears throat> um, did you like Mission Impossible Fallout that came out last year with Henry Cavill? Yes, I did. Well, guess what? 20... They're remaking it. 2020, 2021... They're filming back-to-back Mission Impossible films. Oh, wow, okay. Chris McQuarrie, the director, um, announced a little while ago um, that him and Tom Cruise have been working on scripts, and they're like, let's do it. Let's do two back-to-back films. And I think everyone at first was kind of like, oh, that's good. Like, they're going to do, like, a bigger plot. Like, maybe like, a two-parter or something. Mm. Then I heard something recently, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Where someone was like, Tom Cruise is almost 60. Like, he's in his mid-50s. And yeah. he's still that super active. the first act- thing that came to my he's mind. He's still super active, mm. but he cannot do it forever. So they keep like making a film, seeing it be successful, and then be like, alright, we think we can probably make another one. And it's like, no, 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 this franchise is killing it. Yeah. So let's pump out a few more. Exactly. Um, and I think this guy also, I think the director also did number five, Rogue Nation. Oh, cool. Um, so, and I've enjoyed all of them to varying degrees. Like, I definitely don't love them as much as Nick does. Like our, our friend Nick, our co-host mm. Nick, he loves Mission Impossible films. Um, I find them, like they're, Totally disposable entertainment. Like, I don't get kind of the same kind of emotional response I do out of other films, but it, they're definitely fun popcorn flicks. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited that they want to keep doing mm. them. Like, that's cool. Like, and it's cool that Tom Cruise is about to get some longevity out of this, this franchise. Because yeah. for a while, like, he did one, and then it was like four years, and then it was two, and it was like seven years. Yeah. And then it was like another four years, and then so it's like every other year, and now they're going to keep doing it. So that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of sequels and remakes... I know how much you loved that all-female Ghostbusters movie. I never watched it, so you I know didn't. how much you loved that all-female Ghostbusters movie. I, uh, I think my official review was that it was just completely forgettable. It's not a bad film. There's just nothing to, like... I was never, like, jazz. I was never like, this is amazing. Um, but, speaking of... I bring this up because mm-hmm. Jason Reitman, who directed Up in the Air and Juno and a bunch of other indie films is directing Ghostbusters. A new Ghostbusters film, a sequel <sighs> to the 1980s films. It doesn't need to be. It's fine. What? Ghostbusters is fine the way it is. The reason it's... Maybe the most interesting part about the story, is if, for people who don't know, is that Jason Reitman mm-hmm. is the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the original Ghostbusters yeah. films. Um, I am totally... So if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. I'm totally down for it. Um, I think a few years ago, it was definitely a few years ago, um, on an early Twoodcast episode, Tom and I were talking about it, because for years, I was like, this is before the, the girl one, like, we're going to do a Ghostbusters sequel, and everyone was like, don't do it, do it, whatever. And we talked about it, and we were like, they don't need to do one. You definitely don't need to yeah. do one. But I said to Tom, I was like, well, what about this? I'm like, if you are going to do a Ghostbusters sequel, here's what you do. Here's my pitch for it. First, you get Edgar Wright. Get yeah. him to direct it. He's worked with comedy and horror before and Shaun the Dead. He knows what he's doing. Next, you cast Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as your main Ghostbusters. Yeah. And what you do is you make them kids in the 80s and they witness the events on television in their little country British town mm. and all they want to do after that scene, the, the news story of the Ghostbusters, yeah. is be Ghostbusters themselves. Yeah. <coughs> you, get, you get Martin Freeman as like your nervous Ghostbuster. Yeah. 
you get um, Rosamund Pike, yeah. and she can be like your smart uh, female scientist Ghostbuster. You get Benedict Cumberbatch as your villain. Yeah. And then you just fill it with British cameos, and you can set it like you can use I think country England as your landscape. I, I agree with that, but I think the core thing about Ghostbusters is that it's, is that it's fundamentally American and New York, so I reckon you've got to stick to New York. I would th- like. I love that idea. Like, I'm a complete Anglophile. Like, mm. obviously, I'm gonna love anything that's like, you know, British. And I love the whole like Simon mm. Pegg idea. So mm. I think that would be fantastic. But I think it would also like, I don't know, take something away. I think you gotta like stick to the whole New York American aspect. I agree with you, but I think the problem with it is we've seen that. Yeah, but that's what we're. If it's a remake, yeah, no, maybe it's a sequel. sequel yeah. You know, but still, like maybe another part of America, maybe like a Las Vegas. I think you know, that England has a very rich tapestry of, like, supernatural history. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I would do that. I'm yeah. like, get it out of there. Because you can still have the other guy's cameo in it. Yeah. But you just said, just take it a little bit and get someone with the same kind of sensibility for comedy and horror. Like, not a lot of directors can do that very well. Ironically, we watched a movie the other night, which I think balanced horror and comedy quite well. And that was directed by Eli Roth. So, he's another person who could do it. But, yeah. But anyway, I don't think you need to make any more. Yeah. That being said... Kind of excited Jason Ryman's doing because I love Up in the Air. I think yeah. it's, a, it's one of my, it's a, one of my favorite films I watched in 2017, even though it was released many years before that. Um, there is a, a first draft of Baby Driver Two. Okay. Um, I don't know what you do. I don't know like what that film is, but I'm down with it. I like that first quite a bit. Mm. Speaking of Edgar Wright, uh, there is a. So we just had a few years ago Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Those movies yeah. are done. They're now developing a Netflix series. Oh, okay. I'm cool with that. Oh, yeah. that's what, That would be good. Um, hopefully it's not animated, because I've done some animated films, and I haven't seen them. Apparently they're very good, but I just... I don't know. Like I like my horror to be live action. Yeah. Um, Lee Winnell, the writer um, and one of the actors in the original Saw film, he was also the pilot in Aquaman. If um, you remember the guy flying the plane over the desert. Um, he is remaking Escape from New York. So that's fun. Escape from New York. Yeah, we've seen it. We we have watched it. It's oh. um, a very old John Carpenter, Kurt Russell film. Um, Modern Family has been renewed for its 11th and final season. Wow. Mm. And apparently, I was going to talk about this in another episode. I don't know if it's happened or not. I haven't watched Modern Family in a few seasons. But apparently they either killed off or were planning to kill off a major character. Oh, wow. Um, and I was trying to figure out who it would be. Because um, the obvious one is like, Grandpa... But I, I don't think they would do that. I think you get... I don't know. But anyway. Uh, that's cool. Like, 11 seasons is uh, nothing to sneeze at. That's, no, a, that's right. a fair effort. Um, and finally, for other news, non-comic book news, The Simpsons has been renewed for another two seasons. That's right. So 30, season 31 and 32, I think I it is? I think it is, yeah. yeah. Um, which isn't really that surprising. I can't imagine The Simpsons... Like, it feels like at this point... Regardless of how you feel about it, it doesn't feel like The Simpsons is ever going to get cancelled. It yeah. feels, like, feels like the only way, A, it's breaking so many records and still winning awards and stuff, but I feel like it'll have to be up to the people. Well, actually, I guess maybe Disney could cancel it because Fox is going to Disney yeah, in that's March. True. Um, but I guess like it might be more to the creators be like, yeah, okay, we're done. Like, we've got mm. no more stories to tell. Mm. Um, there is some other news that's not comic book related, but I think we'll wait till Nick's back and that's all the Academy Awards stuff. Yeah. I want to get to that with him. Yeah. 
No, I think we should all go through it I'm together. I'm kidding. Ooh. I'm kidding. Um, you loved Aquaman. I liked it. It is now the highest grossing DC film of all time. Oh, it is, really? It has beaten The Dark Knight Rises, which was the highest. Really? It's the highest grossing DC film of all time. Aquaman. It is. Higher than Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was very low. Like, it was good. Because good. she's a chick. Um, I think it was and less... And we all know how we feel about women. I don't think it was that, because it was very successful... But I think, like, compared to even say what you will about Batman vs Superman, it has Batman and Superman in it, which is a huge international draw. Yeah. Um, and but I think it, Wonder Woman more than Justice League. Um, so Wonder Woman still did very well. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Aquaman is the highest. I guess, I guess people like Avatar under the sea. I think what it is is first of all, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And for DC, like even Wonder Woman, which is a great movie, and I love Wonder, I love Wonder Woman. It's definitely, I would say, Aquaman is maybe the one that's taking itself the least seriously. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more broad appeal there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's a CGI spectacular, and American audiences and Chinese audiences love CGI spectaculars. That's what Avatar did. I think maybe also because, um, yeah, like you said, because it, <clears throat> it. What did you just say? You literally just said, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, it brings in, like, I think kids are going to be more interested in that mm. movie rather than kids aren't really going to be super interested in Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, like, World War One is a pretty nasty war. Like, yeah. it's pretty... And um, and that film was pretty scary as well. Because there was, like, Dr. Poison and she was like, using, like, gas on yeah. people and she had melted face and stuff. Mm. <clears throat> um, Batman vs. Superman, definitely not for kids. Yeah. Um, Man of Steel, really not for kids. Yeah. Uh, Justice League, kids could kind of kids could watch. I remember, I remember we saw that, and that kid next to me um, was like, "Ah, oh, it's shut out when Cyborg said booyah and stuff." So um, that, like, that was definitely the turn I think, like towards a more yeah. kid friendly direction. Um, and it's not like DC are going to stick with that because there are a few things to talk about soon, and they're still going for more adult stuff. So, mm. um, but yeah, I think it's good. I think it's also good because it's breathing life into that franchise that definitely needed it. Like Wonder yes. Woman helped it. And then Justice League kind of buried it again. Mm. And then we waited a year. And then Aquaman came out. And even though I definitely had issues with Aquaman, I still enjoyed it for the most part. It's just, I think it's one of those things where people are like, oh, good. Like, it's not all doom and gloom and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. like... Yeah, 100%. And Momoa is absolutely the person yeah, to Yeah, like I think that's that also the other thing. I think people really love Jason Momoa. Yeah, definitely. Um, in more DC news, Birds of Prey has begun fil- filming. Nice. Um, or Birds of Prey and the Emancipation, the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, as it's called. Um, and we've seen some costumes. Yes. Um, uh, was that no? We saw the we saw the Harley costume, and she had like the shredded <coughs> pom poms on her shoulders. Luna is going nuts. She didn't like that costume, like the rest of the internet. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't really remember it. Let me just Google it while you talk. Mm. And then we also saw the Black Canary costume last yes, night. Yes, I you do didn't, remember you didn't that like the one. Boots, so you didn't like the boot-cut jeans or whatever. Yeah, I didn't like the boot-cut jeans. You didn't like the dreadlocks. I wasn't a huge fan of them, but also, like, it's a photo taken by someone who's not from the production. It's not a properly, like, published one, and it's going to look different on film. Yeah. Um, but I like her overall look. I like they brought the yellow in, like, the yellow top. And all that sort of stuff, so... Yeah. Um, there it is. This one? That's one of those. Oh, yep. Yeah. Cool. No, that Harley Quinn costume looks awesome. Mm. Uh, so that's cool. I'm, excited. I'm getting very excited about Birds of Prey. Um, I'm just excited about all these DC films, because even though they haven't been as strong as the Marvel films, 
I love those characters so much more. Like, I, I just, as a, as a reader and stuff. So I'm Yeah. Just, and also, DC have been very um, conservative with the use of their characters. Like, Batman and Superman have been in, like, a dozen films between them. But, like, now they're finally like, alright, let's let this person come out and play. Like, let's just, like, even the Batman films, like, if you look at the Nolan films and, like, the original ones, both franchises have the Joker... Yeah. Both franchises have Bane. Mm. Both franchises have Catwoman. It's like, let some more characters out. Let's yeah. get some more characters out and play. Like, that'd be fun. Um, so, I'm glad that finally we're getting some more characters. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come back to the Batman news because there's a bunch of Batman news. Um, speaking of Harley Quinn, they're saying that now, the same way, I don't know if you heard this, but um, apparently Thor Ragnarok Avengers... Infinity War and Avengers Endgame were kind of meant to be like a trilogy for the Hulk, like a kind of mini Hulk storyline in between those films. Yeah, I sort of got that. You, yeah. sort of, you get that when you watch the yeah. movie. Yeah. So they're doing that with Harley in the DC films as well. Okay, And yeah. the trilogy they're working on is Birds of Prey, which is about to come out. Yeah. Gotham City Sirens, which is still forthcoming. Yeah. And then apparently added to the slate is Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens. Oh, okay. So, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Birds of Prey are all heroes. It's like... Huntress and um, Black Canary. I can't remember who else it is. There's someone else, like Renee. Is uh, like Batgirl? And yes, Batgirl. It's yeah. Batgirl. Um, and Renee Montoya, who's a police officer. And then yeah. um, the Gotham City Sirens are Harley, Ivy, and yeah. Um, Catwoman. Yeah. Which sounds awesome. Like as I'm saying all those characters out loud, I'm like, that's good. Um, also, Joker versus Harley has been pulled from the slate. They're not making that film anymore. Which, to be fair, I don't need that film. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about Batman. Uh, a bit of information has dropped in the last couple of weeks uh, from Matt Reeves and from other sources. First of all, there, it is rumored to have two vi- villains. We don't know who the villains are, but a lot of there's still a lot of circulation around the Penguin villain we've had before. But yeah. th- they were talking about um, Josh Gad at one point. Now they're looking at like. Apparently, Jonah Hill has been like... Oh, really? Up stuff. Okay. Um, I don't mind. Like, I just want a different interpretation of that DeVito one. Yeah. Um, even though With I... was like, weird fingers. I don't mind that movie. Like, there's definitely like stuff to love in that film. And I think that performance is interesting. But it's just like, in the comics, he's like an aristocrat. He's like this yeah. British... Gang- oh, and in the games, he's like a British gangster. Mm. Kind of like... Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Like... Uh, like a Lockstock type villain or something. Yeah, like, like Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in Gotham, even though I do enjoy that show, like, and I like that guy's performance as well. That's not Penguin. Like, Penguin's yeah. not like that either. Um, not emo. No. So, Penguin's meant to be one of the villains, and they're also talking about Hush, um, which is very cool. Um, uh, I'm not going to go into the details of who Hush is. Like, if anyone's interested, just Google it. Um, or better yet, read Batman Hush. It's one of the best comic books ever written. Um, it's very, very good. Um, the other information about Batman is that it's no longer called The Batman. It's going to have a different title. We don't know what it is yet, but it's not going to be called The Batman. So, that's cool. Um, it apparently is going to be released in 2021 now. Um, it was meant to be originally on next year's slate. It's been pulled back again, obviously, because of all these things. But the biggest blow is that Affleck is not Batman anymore. He's, uh, officially, uh, at least not... It sounds like it. Like, no one's actually been like, he'll never play Batman again. But he's not going to be Batman in this film. They're going for a younger Batman. Um, and he even like tweeted that... The fact that he tweeted the article himself kind of feels like 
him kind of passing the torch. Yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing it yeah. and never being part of it. Uh-huh. Uh, which sucks because I honestly do think Ben Affleck is maybe the best Batman we've had aside from Kevin Conroy, um, who's the voice of Batman in the cartoons yeah. and games and stuff. Uh, I think Affleck did really... Even in Batman vs Superman, which I, I do love myself and I know a lot of people hate that film, of all those of all the criticisms of that film, no one's ever been like, hmm, Affleck wasn't very good. Pardon me. Um... Suicide Squad 2 has also got a release date, 2021, and it sounds like James Gunn is going to be directing. Like, okay. we've talked about that before, but it sounds like they've, like they've been having talks, and apparently before Suicide Squad was offered to James Gunn, they also offered him Superman, which he turned down. Um, which I think is okay. Like, I don't need someone like James Gunn making a Superman film. It's definitely interesting, but I... You know, Superman, like, is not as interesting... Like, I don't know the guy who made Guardians of the Galaxy to make Superman. Superman yeah. is, is interesting in his own way, but he's not wacky and wild and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, the other DC film to get released in 2021 is... A, an, I think it's animated. They haven't... I don't think they confirmed it, but I assume it's animated. It's called Super Pets. Oh, yes. You mentioned this. Which I think will be Ace the Bat-Hound, Crypto the Superdog. Um, I don't know any of the other Super Pets. But um, why not? Just keep pumping them out. It'd be weird. I, I think it'd have to be animated. I can't imagine them doing it live action. Yeah, it'd have to be like... Oh, they could do it live action, but like a kid's... Like like Air Buddies kind of live The only action. problem with Loki's ears just popped up. <laughs> um, I just don't... Loki, Air Buddies? You like Air Buddies? Yes, you do. Um, I just That's feel like... Luna it... crying because she loves Air Buddies. I feel like every live action animal movie I've seen, for the most part, is kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you never know. Uh, and the last DC news is that all of their shows are getting renewed. Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, nice. and Black Lightning. Um, yeah. Cool. Ooh, actually, I think, I think Doom Patrol launches next week as well. Ooh, that's exciting. Because I loved Titans. Um, I have a little bit of Marvel news for you, and then, um, that will do it for the news. So get excited. I'm getting excited. Uh, so uh, Bob Iger, who runs Disney, um, came out the other day and announced that um, once the Fox deal is done, they will still make R-rated movies. Yeah. Uh, especially R-rated Marvel movies, which means, it sounds to me like Deadpool is staying. Yeah. Like, we're going to keep Ryan Reynolds, which I think is good. Like, even if they have to reboot, like, do a soft reboot of that franchise to bring him in to, like, the MCU or whatever, that's... Um, or maybe they keep it separate, I don't know. But I think that's good. Like, he is great casting. Like, he's a lot of fun. Um, the other R-rated film rumoured to be happening is Black Widow. They're saying that might be a more adult yeah. kind of spy thriller. Mm. Um, I don't need it to be that, but I'm definitely down with it. If they can if they can justify that, it going that... It's that probably going to be R-rated because, like, if you think about it, if it's all about a woman, it's all going to be about, like, you know, like, sexy and sexiness and maybe I mean because she's like a Russian spy and stuff yeah um, but it's not going to be like R-rated because she's dropping C-bombs and no things. I'm thinking more violence that's what I was thinking like maybe they're going to go like kind of darker super violent yeah mm. um, I mean not super violent but maybe blood because you don't really see blood in those movies unless yeah. it's Thanos' purple blood yeah um can I just say yes um oh what was it recently where we saw like baby Thanos no, no. It, like, oh, I showed you a picture of Baby Thanos. Yeah, so. and I was like, it looks so weird. He's still got his like chin wrinkles. Yeah, it was, a, it was on a comic book last week, I think, yeah. at the comic book store. 
Um, they announced some additional casting to the new Avengers film. Nice. Ken Jong. Nice. Is going to be in. I have no idea who he's playing. Um, but I like Ken Jong. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, we just mentioned Black Widow. That starts shooting in February, which is nice. Um, um, I did. I did say we want to talk about the Oscars, but we'll talk about this very quickly. Um, two Marvel films got nominated for Academy Awards this year. Fantastic. Uh, Avengers Infinity War got nominated for Best Visual Effects. Yep. Which I agree with. Like, Tha- yeah. Thanos looks real. Like, mm. that is some of the... the Met might be the best CG I've ever seen, like, mm. on him. Um, Black Panther got nominated for seven Academy Awards. Wow, seven. Uh, including Best Picture. Yeah. Um, which, you know... I'm excited about it simply because the genre is finally getting recognised. Um, I don't think every Marvel film or every comic book film should be nominated for Academy Awards, but I definitely think there have been some snubs in the past. For example, yeah. Dark Knight. And Logan. And and Logan, absolutely. Um, I would even say, like, maybe 1978 Superman. I don't know if there any... I don't know if it got nominated for anything, but it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. I know mm-hmm. that. Um, there's definitely been some f- films out in the genre that have been snubbed in the past, maybe because they're a little bit kitsch or a little bit kind yeah. of like... They're genre films. Um, so that's good. Even if I don't necessarily agree with this film being nominated exactly, every step is a good step. So I'm down with that. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home has a release date, July 5th. Uh, and we'll talk about that tra- trailer in a second, if we can remember it, we watched it so long ago. Uh, and the last thing, I'm going to... We talked about we talked about the Disney streaming service a lot in the Marvel shows they're doing. Apparently they're thinking about doing a bunch of shows, a bunch of different X-Men shows. So, like, it's quite possible a bunch of different characters will get their own TV shows. Yeah. So there you go. There was a breakdown, but it was a long time ago, and I also don't know how accurate it is, so we won't get mm. through that. And that is all of the news. So that's all the news. Yep. Which means we can dive into some very long trailer trash. Soundboard is working overtime. Yes. Now, the only problem we have is a lot of the trailers we're going to talk about tonight uh, we haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll just kind of talk about them quickly. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is the first one. Yes. Do you remember anything about that? Um, I remember it's Spider-Man. Oh, nailed it. Yep. You said oh, it. he goes to London. Yeah, he's going to Europe. And That's Nick, right, he does. Nick Fury's in the trailer. Yes, and what's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, no, no. Oh, yeah. That's the that's exciting. Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. I'm very excited. Um, about that. And Ned gets like a needle to the throat. Yeah, but it was. It's just a, yeah. I know. Yeah. But I was like, oh, Ned, no. Although it'd be cool if Ned did um get hurt or something because in the no, comics in the comics Ned is a villain. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it looks very cool. Uh, it looks like people have accused of maybe to be like Incredibles, the first movie, because in that first movie there's that villain syndrome who just made. All these other villains, and then went around and fought them and made himself like a hero. And people think he made it to Mysterio is doing in this one. Because, uh, like, okay, you see, yeah. like, Hydro Man and Sandman, like, all these different elements of people. Yeah. I know, Luna. It's very exciting. Spider Man's coming soon. Um, but even if that's a plot, I don't care. I mean, it looks great. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. First reference to Uncle Ben as well in that trailer. It's very subtle. But if you look at Spider Man's, uh, Peter Parker's suitcase, it says, like, B. Parker or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, alright, cool, they're acknowledging him. Yeah. Uh, I am all in for any Spider-Man film with this cast. Yeah. I love that first one so much. Mm. Uh, and this one was good too. Um, there was a very brief teaser for Ghostbusters. We just mentioned that movie before. Um, all it was, was... I haven't seen it. 
it's fine. Like, all it basically is was kind of announcing the film is coming, um, which I guess all the trailer does. Yeah. There's, like, a long shot of a barn, and, like, all these, like, kind of lightning and, like, different, like, kind of light effects inside the barn, and as the camera pans in, there's, like, this sheet, and it blows away and reveals the Ecto-1, which is the car from Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I think Jason Reitman tweeted, um, Dad finally gave me the keys to the car. Like, that was his, mm. like, little teaser. I'm like, oh, that's nice. cool. I like that. Um, there was a Shazam trailer. Did you see that one? I didn't see a new one, no. They did bring out a new one. It's very good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of more stuff. It's just kind yeah. of more of him, like, um, using his powers and stuff. There's a very cool shot of him jumping off a roof and, like, shooting lightning and then zapping away into the sky. Cool. Um, but yeah, uh, there was a trailer for The Boys, which you didn't watch, um, but I did. And I'm still very excited about this show. I can't wait for it. Um, but I wish they would show more. Because it's all very subtle still. The Boys is a yeah. comic book um, written by uh, Garth Ennis, who also wrote Preacher. It's being produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who also produced Preacher. Um, it's very violent and very dark, and I'm very excited. And Simon Pegg's in it now as well. Nice. Which is also cool, because in the original comics, one of their characters was based on the appearance of Simon Pegg. Oh, really? Um, but he's obviously too old to play that role now, but he's going to play that character's dad in the show. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's cool, I like that. Hmm. Um, there was a Birds of Prey kind of costume trailer just kind of showing off the people in the costumes I've shown you a couple of images from that already yep um, that's all it was really uh, and also announcing that they're starting shooting um, and the last trailer that dropped um, which I watched by myself um, was extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile and that is the biopic about Ted Bundy starring Zac Efron ah yes looks good I have not seen that trailer no, I think that's a very inch- like I'd like to see that trailer yeah I saw some trailers. Well, we don't have time. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, we saw the trailer for the new Toy Story movie, the new... Oh, yeah. Series, remember? Yes, actually, and we saw another very important trailer as well, um, which we'll talk about in a sec. Um, yeah, I re- that was the first Toy Story trailer I've liked. Um, yeah. That they've released since they've kind of been promoting Toy Story 4. Mm. That one I quite enjoyed. Um, and um, I watched... What's that new... Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie called? Oh, um, on the matter of sex, or on the basis of the basis, sex? Yeah, on the basis of sex. Yeah. Yes, that's um, in that trailer as well. Yeah, that looks really good too. That looks awesome. Mm. Um, it's saying here 2018. Yeah, it was, that means it was filmed in 2018. Okay. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no, that looked really that looked really good. Mm. Um, I saw a... that preluding. Is that the right word? Preluding a movie. Sure. That I will be discussing later. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and the last trailer that dropped, obviously, that I forgot to mention, watch it, there was a Captain Marvel trailer as well. Oh, yes, like, that far, new one. Really, yeah. Stronger, yeah. yeah, that one's good. Um, that's out in oh, a month? No. Yes, a month. It's the first week of March it's out. Oh, okay, yep. Cool. And then after, then like a month later, Shazam, and then the end of that month is what we saw the trailer for, Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. New trailer with, uh, they brought some characters in who weren't in that first Oh trailer. yeah, we didn't mention that, the Super Bowl trailer. That's what I'm talking about now. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Rocket was in it, finally. He's yeah. in it a couple of times. Ant-Man was in it, like in mm-hmm. the suit. War Machine was in it. Um, it's, there's a lot in that trailer. Um, it's only 30 seconds and it goes by fast and people kind of like, oh, that's not much. There's so much in that trailer, um, plus stuff that's been digitally removed, you can tell. Yeah. Um, which they like to do with these films, like when they hid Spider-Man in Civil War and stuff. Um, but some of the things in particular that I really liked were Captain America putting on his shield again. Yeah. He strapped that to his arm, which to me means 
Uh, first of all, he's Captain America again, but also where did he get that shield from? Because at the end of Civil War, that man a shield? at the end of Civil War, he leaves it behind because mm. Tony's like, you don't deserve it. Like that's my my dad made that. Mm. You, you're not honourable enough to have that shield, and he left it behind. But now he's got it back. Well, maybe he made a new one. They said that was all the vibrating. Oh no, because we're, we're coming back. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you, Tina. But I am very excited about Captain America getting his shield back. Um, what else was there that I really liked? Um, how dark it is. I like yeah. how... Because if you remember in Infinity War, like Thanos is like, um, by eliminating half of every creature, each world will become a paradise. And the opening shot is New York destroyed. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's dark, there's all these empty boats washed exactly, up on the yeah. on the shoreline, like there's a stadium empty... Uh, Captain America seems to be part of like a rehab group or like a mm. support group mm. and they have those posters of like what do we do now that they're gone and stuff mm. it's very very grim uh, there's also a very cool shot of Thor coming out of the rock, like out of a ship that looks like it might be the same planet that Thanos is on mm. I'm not sure um, and there's also a shot of Tony and Nebula working on something uh, which people kind of compare to the very the cave scene from the first Iron Man where yeah. him and Jensen are mm. working on it so maybe He's using her parts or something to save them. Mm. Um, April cannot come quick enough. I'm very excited <laughs> for this movie. Um, I just have like, a lot of stuff coming up, but there's a lot of cool movies coming out. Uh, I think that's all the trailers. I think so too. Cool. I didn't realise you were waiting for me to answer. But do you have anything to add? <laughs> like, no! Um, which means it is now time talk about some movies yep we uh or some things that we have watched things that we've been watching sure um I'm gonna take Wreck-It Ralph off our review list because that was too really too long ago long time ago yeah. but I'll say this it was fun I liked it yeah. a lot I liked it a lot but not as much as the first one but yes. it's definitely cool and every Prince Disney princess scene steals the show amazing. steals the yes. show for me yeah um it was sad that they didn't include the um Wait, did they include the whole brave when she was talking? And they were like, what is she saying? Yeah, I think they did, yeah. Did they? Or was that just in the trailer? No, I think they did include it, yeah. Oh, okay. It's been a while since we watched it, though. Yeah. Uh, why don't you start? Because I've been talking a lot. Um, so, the thing that I saw most recently was uh, Mary, Queen of Scots. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, you went and saw that by yourself. I did. I was saw that by myself. I normally do, yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm home alone. I want to see this movie. Um, so yeah, so I went and saw it, and um, it was very interesting um, because before I watched the movie, um, I saw some things online that were saying, you know, it's an abomination. It's so inaccurate from reality. How dare they change history? And it's kind of like you kind of go when you're re- when you're creating a movie that's based on historical facts. Like, how much leniency do you have with the story? How much like creative, you know, input do you put in? Like, obviously, it's not going to be one hundred percent factually correct because. It's not a recreate. It's not a documentary. And the people from there aren't there to tell you what happened. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I personally, I thought it was fine. 
Mm. I thought it was like, um, I, ma- I mean, when I go to see those movies, I'm mainly watching it because I want to see the Scottish Highlands. Mm. Like, I don't care about the other stuff. I just want to see, like, shots of, beautiful shots of Scotland. And there was a lot of beautiful mm. shots of Scotland. It's Margot Robbie. And, and Sasha Ronan. And Margot Robbie looks very different in this, doesn't she? Yes, She's... she does. Um, I think She's they did her. Up. Yeah, I think they did her as Queen Elizabeth very well. Um, that whole, like, you know, she got smallpox and then the slapping of on on the, on the lead makeup, which obviously causes more issues the more you wear it, um, was really good. I really liked Sasha Ronan in it. Um, I think I have to agree. I do think it's odd that she was using her Irish accent. I was like, um, Mary, Queen of Scots. Queen of Scots mm. grew up in France using an Irish accent. Like, I did find that jarring. Um, but then after a while, you just, like, forget it. And you're just like, that's her, you know, that's what she's doing. But at first, I was just kind of like, oh, that's a bit sort of weird. Is Queen Elizabeth the basis for the Red Queen yes. in Alice in Wonderland? Yes. Okay, because yeah. I just saw this photo. I'm like, oh, that yes. must be... Yes, absolutely. Queen of Hearts, um, sorry. And so, uh, yeah, like, I think the main issue that I had with the movie was just really sort of, like, the pace. Yeah. I think, um, like, there were individual scenes that I really liked. Um, I could tell that they were dramatizing it. So there was, I was watching it, I was like, this is not an accurate retelling. Yeah. And so I could see where moviegoers were angry with that. Hmm. Um, because there were like certain parts of the story that were obviously just like, you know, like falsified or amplified, like, um, for dramatic effects. So spoiler alert, like, you know, oh, her husband's like gay and like has sex with men and all this kind of stuff like that. And it's like, well, no, don't think that actually happened. And, um, uh, you know, like, Mary and Elizabeth never met in real life, but they meet in the movie. And so, like, there's that sort of, sort of, like, leniencies in order. Because, I mean, at the same time, we are making, like, a horror, uh, a Hollywood movie here. Mm. But, yeah, I think my main issue was with it was, like, the, um, sort of the pacing a little bit. I think, like, at, at times it sort of, I don't know, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I sort of feel like maybe I was a little bit bored at times. Mm. That sort of thing. Um, if you read the reviews on IMDb, oh my god. But you're telling me the people who have the internet aren't nice? Like, so many comments on like, what? There's like an Asian woman in this movie. How dare there be an Asian woman in this movie? Mm. Like, Mary Queen of Scots never would have had an Asian handmaiden. It's like... Okay. Maybe, maybe maybe not. But maybe not, but at the same time, like, is it really hurting anybody if there's no. an Asian woman who's casting it? And like, what? The like there was a black man who was on like the, the Queen Elizabeth's council. That never would have happened. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, but at the same time, like I mean, what like they're taking other like leniencies with the movie like that. It's okay if they want to cast a black guy. It comes down in to the with, film. Like with... it's not like they're casting as Queen Elizabeth is a black guy. Yeah, we were talking about this before the show, not about this in particular, but about other things, because there's been a lot of outrage lately. Um, people got angry at Brian Cranston because he's playing a disabled person. 
um, even though he's not disabled. And people got angry at Scarlett Johansson because she was going to play a transgender woman even though she's not transgender. And I think people don't... First of all, people... Calm down. Like, there's a lot of atrocities... There's a lot of atrocities happening right now and there's a lot of injustice happening. But this is the entertainment business. So first of all, it's a business. Yeah. Uh, and they're putting people in their movie that are going to make money for them. Yeah. But also, like, it's creative license. Like, whoever... Yes. It's not about necessarily accurately... It's not about accuracy as so much as it is about who's the best person for the role. Yes. Like, who is the best performer? And can I also say something? Mm. As a drama teacher, yeah. a, a teacher who teaches students how to act, mm. don't think people understand what the role of an actor yeah. is? Like, an actor... Like, you don't have to be a mass murderer to play a mass murderer, mm. you know? Like, people are now starting to get into this idea that the only way you're going to be able to understand something yeah. is if you are that thing. So, like, yes, there's, you know, when you when you look at method acting, you go into research for the parts of the role. Yeah. So, for instance, Daniel Day-Lewis, when he was playing in Ga- Gangs of New York, yeah. he learned how to be a butcher and he spent time with the butchers and mm. he would like, you know, sharpen knives and mm. stuff like that. Charles Dance, when he was, um, uh, Tywin Lannister. uh, Tywin Lannister, he learned how to skin, um, deer so that yeah. he could film that scene and actually skin a mm. deer. Um, so you learn, you, you, if you're playing an alcoholic, you go to AA meetings, you discuss things, ideas with alcoholics, you you see how the world works. doesn't mean you have to fucking become an alcoholic. If you're playing an ice addict, doesn't mean you fucking have to become an ice addict. What do people not understand about an actor yeah. playing a role and it's perfectly fine for them to do research and that research is like valid and enough. And this is why it is so important... For schools to have drama as a subject in them because people don't fucking understand them then. Mm. And then you have these idiots going, uh, it's like you can't like play a disabled person if mm. you're not disabled. Like you can do yeah. research on disability. And I can understand people like being like, oh, you know, that was a job taken away from a disabled actor. And that's a fair argument. But you have to also, also to ask yourself like how many actors who have multiple sclerosis, are there? Yeah. Because most people have multiple sclerosis. Now, I don't know. I don't really know anyone with that disease, but I kind of thought they're probably focusing on fighting their disease. And then the, uh, and then those people would argue, well, then there should be more actors with multiple sclerosis. There's not enough, like, there's not enough, like, um, opportunities for them. And mm. I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I think the case is, is that we're dealing with and the entertainment business, mm. it is a business that, and, and people don't, like, being an actor doesn't mean you have to audition for every single role. Sometimes roles are written for you. Sometimes the, com- the, the studio will hire the actor before they hire, like, the main one, like, yeah. for instance, Brian Cranston. Yeah. Before they hire anybody else, and they're like, this is the person we want for the yeah. role. And also, you know? if they- I mean, look at, look at, um, um, what's his name? Who plays Newt Scamander? Yes, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Like, when he was playing, Stephen um, Hawking. Stephen Hawking, did he, oh, I'm sorry, he's not Stephen Hawking, so are we going to get Stephen Hawking to play that's Stephen the thing. Hawking? That's the thing that's like, to... no, it's an actor, the whole point of an actor is that they do their research so that they can become 
as true to the character as possible, and it's not a form of offense. Mm. It's not a form of um, like degradation or anything mm. like. I don't know if that's degradation. Degradate, de- whatever. I yeah. can't say it. It's a form of an artist creating art. Mm. And also, like once you draw that line in the sand, you can't undraw that line. Like if you're, if you say, like, and also it's weird because you're right. The Eddie Redmayne example is very good. That was like a couple of years ago. And no one cared. In fact, he won an Academy Award in British Yes. Hall. People were very impressed with that. And now suddenly, it's just this whole snowflake mentality of everyone just being like, offended by everything for the sake of being offended. And at the end of the day, it's like, if you keep doing that, the only people playing roles were people who are that thing anyway. And then it's not really acting anymore. No. Like, it's just... It's not acting anymore. And then the whole industry dies. Yeah. And then I'm out of a job. Well, and know? that is what it's about at the end of the day. Yeah. But I think, so basically, my, my question that I wanted to pose to you was, you know, how far, when it comes to, like, historical movies and stuff, mm. how far does your creative license go? See, I think it's fine if, um, let's say the movie is about Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. I think it's fine if the other actors play other than Queen Elizabeth are played by people of different races um, or different, I don't know, um, what's other, what is there other than races? Um, like, sexuality. Yeah, sexualities and things like that. Honestly, like, I would... I think, I think if it was a Queen Elizabeth the first movie and it was played by Terry Crews, like Queen Elizabeth was played by Terry Crews, yeah. I'd be like, sorry... Like, that's not going to work. I mean, I, I agree. Like, that's a very good example. Unless, of course, it's like a satire. If it's like yes. a historically accurate movie. Or if it was like the way they did Shakespeare, where the men played the women's roles. Yes. Um, but but like, I don't... I think, like, having... If she had, like, black people on her um, council, or Asian people on her council, or Indian people on her council, like, I don't have an issue with that. Well, I'll go one further. Like, if they were... And I was just trying to think of, like, an example... If they want, if for some reason, like you know what, Thandie Newton is going to play Queen Elizabeth. Who's Thandie Newton? She was the uh, head of the prostitutes in Westworld. She leads the rebellion. Oh yeah. Uh, she was also in Solo. Mm-hmm. If they were like, she's going to play Queen Elizabeth. Like, all right, she's a great actress. Now, she's not white, but that doesn't bother me so much. Like, I don't. At the end of the day, when it comes to art and film, the thing that important, like, the most important for me is like. Is, how how well it's acted. Is the, I mean, and it's not just that. Like it's it's everything. But like, is this film executed to the yeah. level that it should be? Uh, is the story good? Is mm. are the performances great? And all that. So I don't really care. Like I do agree. I think probably you should stick to the sexes for that. Like especially if you're going for histor- um, historically accurate stuff, yeah. whatever. But in terms of historical accuracy, for me, I think it depends on the project. But for the most part, I don't really care what artistic license you say, as long as you're telling the story that needs to be told. So, like... Yeah. I had a big issue with... Um, and I haven't seen it, so take it with a grain of salt. But I had a big issue with The Greatest Showman when it came out a few years ago. Because mm. um, I was like, oh, cool, Hugh Jackman's playing P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum is one of the biggest jerks in history. Yeah. Like, he created The Freak Show. Mm. Like, he didn't... Spoilers for anyone who's seen Greatest Showman. No, I haven't, but I've seen the trailers, I've seen mm. the musical. He wasn't their friends, everyone. He mm. was not their friends. He took them, he took advantage of them, he made money off them, and he ridiculed them. And that, to me, when they first announced it, I was like, 
that sounds like a cool movie. And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, yeah. all right, so it's not really the P.T. Barnum story as much as it's a jukebox musical, and that's fine. But you just lost one ticket. Like, I will not pay to see that movie, because I don't want to see you kind of cover... like. It's not even necessarily covering up history, but it, it is, though, because it's a lie. Because mm. you're like, he's such a wonderful guy, and he wasn't. Mm. Um, and maybe people just want to see a, a feel-good musical, and that's fine. But when it comes to being historically accurate, that's where I would draw the line. I'm like, well, if you're going to just hide things... Like, that's one of the reasons why I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet. I'm very excited to see it. I think Rami Malek looks excellent. But from what I understand, they definitely kind glaze of... Glaze over. Glaze over some of the kind of horrible things you know, Freddie Mercury did. Yeah. Um, like having lots of unprotected sex after knowing he had AIDS. Yeah. Like, and not telling people about it. Yeah. That's kind of like, and you know, maybe at the time, I don't understand, don't know what his motivations were, what his reasons were. Like, he was probably just scared. But, if you're not gonna, because it's not a Queen movie, because everyone's like, yeah, but it's about the music. I'm like, but it's not really. Mm. Because in all those trailers and all the footage and all those featurettes, it's like the man who was queen. Mm. And it's like, alright, so it's not a queen movie, it's a Freddie Mercury movie. Yeah. Like, so once again, in terms of history, like if it's going to be a queen movie, then focus on queen. If it's going to be a Freddie Mercury movie, I don't know why you wouldn't gloss over certain things. Yeah. It's like one of the reasons why I like Walk the Line, um, which came out in 2004-2005, which is the Johnny Cash film, is they covered like his alcoholism and like the death of his brother and like how he would go on like wild... Parties like Elvis and stuff, mm. and they covered like all the horrible things he did. Yeah, um, and it makes it it makes it human exactly because humans are assholes. You connect like it, we yeah. all do. We all do horrible things. Mm. The minute that you take away a character's flaws, mm. then you take away any interest, any tension within a performance. Um, um, so to answer your question, like. I don't really... Like, when it comes down to artistic liberties and stuff, artistic licensing, in terms of casting, I don't really have an issue. Like, yes, I think um, they should be the same sex. That being said, though, Kate Blanchett played Bob Dylan in a movie. Yeah. She was great. Absolutely. Um, I would also probably, just as someone interested, I would probably prefer that they did look somewhat like the, the person yeah. they're playing. But it's not the most important thing. Like, I've definitely yeah. seen movies where, like, um, people didn't look like the characters they were playing, and it's still... Fine. Look, there's, uh, there's a movie on Netflix called A Futile and Stupid Gesture, and it's about the creation of National Lampoon, um, the Harvard Lampoon or whatever. Yeah. And I think Joel McHale plays Chevy Chase. Yeah. Now, even young Chevy Chase was nothing like Joel McHale. <laughs> that's really funny, because the two it, work together. Yeah. yeah. But, at the same time, I was like, that's fine. I like yeah. Joel McHale. I like his interpretation. Like, So yeah. it doesn't, it's not necessary. <laughs> um, so I think, like... I mean, unless every single person who wrote on Andy was, was like a history professor, yeah, I think it's. But it was it was like shocking to just scroll through, and this movie like every single review was just like I can't believe there's black people and Asian people in this movie that wouldn't have happened. And it's like one star. I'm like, mm. how about your review be more like there was issues with the pacing, yeah, or you know, other issues like who cares if there's Asian or black people in there. Also, like, and again, I don't know, like, I haven't read enough history on it, you probably know more than I do, but I'm like, Europe's in pretty close proximity to Africa, and yeah. Europe is a shared continent with Asia, so yeah. it's not impossible. No, exactly. And considering that both Africa and Asia are two of the oldest civilizations, yeah. it's 
highly possible that yeah. one or two. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I mean, but this just goes down to, and like, it's not just with history though. Like, remember the outrage when Jodie Whittaker was cast as Doc- Doctor yes, Who? Yes, exactly. And like yeah. now, and like, you know, Idris Elba is Bond. Yeah. Like, all these people have so many issues. It's like, don't you just want to see a good movie? Yeah. Isn't don't that... you want to just want to see good actors do good roles? Yeah. Like, I, um, like, they're talking about Batman now, because Batman has, they're looking to cast a new Batman, because obviously Affleck's dropping out, and a lot of people are like, get an African-American Batman, which to me, I'm like, I am 100% on board with that. I, ironically, um, Mark Bernardin, who co- co-hosts Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith, um, their Batman podcast, gave a very, and he, Mark Bernardin is an African-American uh, journalist, by the yeah. way, and he gave a very succinct reason as to why Batman cannot be black. Um, and it wasn't so much Batman, he goes, but Bruce Wayne. Like, if you're going to do ba- a black Batman, that's fine, it cannot be Bruce Wayne. Isn't it all about the metaphor of like white privilege? Well, yeah, Bruce Wayne and, comes like, from rich... old money. Yeah, exactly. Old money were built on the backs of slaves. Exactly. Like, and so, so there's no way you could have this, you know, the rich child of like this city yeah. be an African American based on the way history is perceived. Yeah. Um, which to me, even after I heard that, I was like, yeah, but I sort of mind that. Like, you can still, like, just make it. You can still, like, even yeah. with that argument, I was like, I still think you could do that. I don't think, I think most people, unfortunately, aren't educated enough to realize that, but that means it totally works for that film if you want to do mm. that. Um, but yeah. So you watch Mary Queen of Scots. Yes. What would you rate it? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what to rate it out of. Um, I guess I'd go Portraits of the Queen. Sure. Um, I'm going to rate... Oh, no. Uh, Queen Elizabeth Wiggs. Okay. That's funny. Sure. That's funnier. Um, I'm going to give it maybe like a... I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Mm. This might sound a bit low, but... I'm just going to give it about maybe a four and a half. Okay. Ten. It's a bit boring. Queen wigs. I like the costumes. I like the scenery. You got nominated for costumes. Yeah, but like I could, I walked out of that movie and I was just like, eh. Yeah, hopefully the favourite will be better. We want to see the favourite. Yeah, I do want to see the favourite. I do love Olivia Colman. So. Um, I was speaking to someone who went and saw it uh, last week, I think, and she was saying that they were sitting there and so many people walked out of the film the favorite, yeah, because it was really? so confronting. I think because oh. a lot of like, um, like filthy language and stuff in it, because it's maybe more historically accurate. Yes, yeah. Um, and she was like, "You always no, you know what? I'm going to give it a five. Okay, yeah, I'm going to bump it up to a five, an even five. I think sure. four point five is too low. Yeah, fair I'm going to give it, bump it up to an even five. Nice. I'm sure when I walked out of the movie, I was like six, but um, yeah, memory doesn't serve me well, mm. so I'm going to give it a good even five. Uh, the next film, uh, the first, well, the first film I'm going to talk about that I watched, um, actually, how long have we been going for? Yeah, we might not do all the films today, um, because there's, there's a few. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, a film called The House That Jack Built. Yeah. Uh, which was written and directed by Lars von Trier, who is a European filmmaker. Uh, he's very controversial. He's made a lot of movies. So it's not Lars and the Real Girl? No. Um. Well, Lars and the Real World? Lars and the Real Girl is the movie. Yeah. Um, he, uh, directed Antichrist and Melancholia, uh, Nymphomaniac. Don't you hate Melancholia? I've never seen it. Oh, I thought you were always like, it looks shit, Kristen Dunst, oh. Uh, I don't think I've ever said that. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not a huge Kristen Dunst fan, but she's definitely, I've definitely enjoyed her in some performances and stuff. 
Um, not Mary Jane. Um, but I liked her in uh, Bachelorette, which I thought she was really good in that. Um, anyway, uh, I watched The House of Jack Built. Um, so it's his latest film. I don't know if it's his last film, but it kind of feels like it might be, based on the way it's presented. And yeah, so he's, he's quite a controversial director. He's not shy when it comes to sexuality, with violence. Um, he even, I think, maybe... I can't remember what it was exactly, but he made a speech at the, at the Sundance, the Cannes Film Festival a few years back. Um, and I think what he said kind of made him almost sound like a Hitler sympathizer. Oh. And I don't think it was so much, and I can't remember the quotes, so I am kind of paraphrasing. I don't think it was so much that, like, he was like, Hitler was a good guy. I think it was more just kind of like, um, kind of talking about, like, his own personal darkness and how, like, he could understand, like, the hatred of a person like that, or, like, being hate, like, I don't know. Dumb thing to say. Yeah. Um, but after he said that, he was just, like, like people came down, he was like, you know what, I'm just not going to talk in public anymore. Well, that's, I'm just not going to do it, because um, people either misinterpret me or they don't like what I say, and it's just not worth my hassle to go talk in public, so I'm not going to talk in public anymore. So, that was, you know, that was then. Um, so, The House of Jack Built is a two and a half hour long film mm. documenting four different incidents in the life of a serial killer. Uh, the serial killer is played by Matt Dillon. Um, Oh, it hasn't really been in a lot lately. He was in yeah. he was in Wayward Pines, um, which was meant to be very good. Um, the first time I saw Matt Dillon was in There's Something About Mary. Um, mm. But um, So he plays the main character. And basically, yeah, it's five stories, like f- five different incidents like of people he killed in his time as a serial killer. Um, and he's talking to someone, and it's not revealed who he's speaking to at the, to begin with. It kind of feels like it might be like in a confession booth, or it might be like right before the electric chair. Like there, are all these different ideas, like what it could be. And it was actually spoiled for me before I saw the film, but it didn't matter. Like that's how much I enjoyed the film. It didn't matter um, that I knew the ending. But he's talking, like telling the story about all these different instances, and it's dark. Like it's messed up. Like it's not as it's not as violent as say Antichrist, which is a very confronting movie. Yeah, but still pretty full on. Like. Um, and I remember when I was watching it, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I like this, because all the people he kills are women, which yeah. is common for serial killers, mm-hmm. um, but it, every woman that, every story that tells the woman that he kills is stupid. Yeah. Like, the, he just, it's just dumb women, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this, like, this feels too easy, mm-hmm. like, that the first woman is played by Uma Thurman, and she just keeps taunting and taunting and taunting the character until he... Kills her. Yeah. And then the second woman is this old woman and he tries to, like, get into her house. He's like, oh, I'm a police officer. I need to come into your house. And she was like, oh, if you're a police officer, show me your badge. And he's like, oh, I left it at work, but I'm definitely a police officer. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm not letting you in my house. He goes, mm-hmm. you got me. I'm actually from an insurance company. Like, I was just pretending because we're trying to, like, make sure, you know, we want to make sure people, like, when we offer insurance, people are getting their value. So if you're going to say stupid, um, I couldn't offer you money or whatever. But she's like, now that I can... I give you all this money. And she's like, oh, come in. And like, gets yeah. Good. So like, the first couple happened, I was like, oh, I don't... First of all, it's very easy for this guy. Yeah. And second of all, I don't know if I like the portrayal of women in this. Yeah. Um, but then they address it. Like, at a certain okay. point, they just... And he's like, because the guy, he's spe- the character he's speaking to is kind of like, all these stories are about women. And every woman is stupid. Like, do you think all women are stupid? Like, why are you telling me these stories? And he's kind of like, and he's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know why I'm telling you the story exactly because I've killed lots of men as well, and I've killed very smart women. But I guess these are the ones that affected me the most. These were the the kills that kind of defined who I was. So 
once they kind of justified, I'm like, all right, cool, I like that. That's fine. Like, in his, I can't remember the exact dialogue. It was a while ago, yeah. so I watched it. But he justified it, and it wasn't like his opinion was all women are stupid. It's just the stories that I'm telling you, these are the ones that affected me the most. These are the ones that kind of put me on my path as a serial killer. That sounds like the person wrote the script, and then someone read it and went, uh, why'd you make all the chicks dumb? And he goes, okay, cool, I'll include a scene where it's like, oh, I didn't mean to. I'm I mean, just like, they're the ones that I'm just recounting. I mean, maybe, but then, like, there are definitely other movies he's written with very strong female characters, so... Yeah. So I don't think it was that. Um, the only... The thing I was worried about the most is that there was... Um, I'd heard that there was a scene of violence against animals, because that's what... Oof. That's what serial killers do. Like, that's yeah. a telltale sign. Uh-huh. Um, and... Sociopath. But... Luckily, um, it's very quick. It's very, very quick. And it was also um, kind of unrealistic. So, for example, you could see that the... That, like, it was a prop leg being used. Yeah. Because um, uh, the animal was a duck. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and also, like, the whole scene, the duck's chirping. And it's not, like, squealing. It's just, like, the way a duck would sing if it was in the... Yeah. So, because I remember I was talking to my friend Avril that she said, she said that was a tough scene for her to watch. And I don't know whether she saw an extended version of it. Maybe I saw like an edited version. Maybe it was longer. But the whole time I was like, oh, it was fine. Like, I didn't look, I wasn't like, what a wonderful scene. I was definitely <laughs> like, it definitely impacted me. But I was like, I can see that the leg is folded back. Like there's a prop leg there. And yeah. I can see, I can, like just based on its demeanor, I'm like, they didn't put in like pain, the cries of pain and stuff. Yeah. They've made it. My, like, I've seen some movies where like animals get hurt. Like whenever a dog gets hurt in a movie, uh, it's always like the dog crying. Like uh, they have that that file on safe. Yeah. Um. So that was okay. Um. But the twist, I was I'm gonna spoil the twist. Um. Because I don't think it's a film that everyone needs to see. It's very long. Um. And I quite liked the idea of the film. I kind of liked the 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 journey we went on and stuff. Mm. But it is it is long and it's definitely not for everyone. Um, but the twist is the person he's speaking to is leading himself. No, is um, leading him through the seven rings of hell. So he's died. Oh, okay. So he's died, and he's going through the seven rings. That's actually of- interesting. Yeah. So they're on their path, like they're going through the seven rings of hell. Like the last couple, like the last couple of scenes, are literally like you kind of hear their conversation over and over again because they only have like very little conversation throughout the film, and you can hear like noises and stuff in the background, and you literally see the journey on as he's kind of telling the story. And then the last shot is kind of like this bridge, and the bridge is all crumbled over. It's like over this spinning, like fiery vortex. Yeah. And he's like, "We're on the." He's, I think he's like, "We're on the sixth layer. Like down there is the last layer." He's like, "We're not going down there. You're actually a little bit further off. I just wanted to give you a tour of hell." Um, he's like, "But," um, and the killer's like, "Oh, well, what's that over there? Like, what's on the other side of the bridge?" And he goes, "Oh, that's the bridge to the other place." Um, but obviously, we haven't had to use that for a while, so the bridge has crumbled and fallen away, and. Uh, the character Jack is like, oh, well, what about, have anyone got across there? Because like, there's like these kind of cragged rocks um, kind of surrounding the bridge. He's like, anyone, you know, ever tried to get across that way? And like, they've tried, um, but no one's ever made it. Mm. And he's like, so why don't we go back up to like your ring? And he's like, I promise it's not, it's not that bad. Like, it's hell, but it, and it's fine or whatever. And Jack's like, no, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to stay here. Like, thanks for the, 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 the lift or whatever. I'm going to, I think I'm going to stay here. Um, and of course he tries to climb and spoils again. He doesn't make it like... Yeah, because he's a fucking murderer. Yeah, but also... Um, like, does he not get that? Well, I think the... Is I, he that unself-aware? I think the... Well, he's a serial killer, he's a sociopath, so yeah. of course he is. Like, he, he doesn't... 
think that anything he's done is wrong. He's just like, I had to do it because I had to do it. Like, that's just how I am yeah. and stuff. Um, so very interesting. There's also a lot of um, kind of interstitials where they put like little kind of like animated segments. Not like cartoon, like Kill Bill, but it's kind of like they break it up with different things. And But the most shocking thing I think they put in the film was they used actual footage from World War Two. Um, mm. like from concentration camps and wow. stuff, and that was full on. Because do you remember we watched Fury? I remember we were watching, yeah. we were watching Fury, and like when they get back to the camp, and there's like the bulldozers just pushing all the corpses into yeah. the hole. Well, they used that footage, but it was real, real footage, footage. Yeah. and I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, that's wow, that's kind of full on. Like yeah. that's nuts." Um, so I have kind of spoiled a lot of the House of Jack Bill, but to be fair, I don't think a lot of people are going to watch it. It's not definitely not a film for everyone. Last one, Tree doesn't make films for everyone, but. If you are into like serial killer films and you are kind of don't mind watching confronting stuff, definitely worth the watch. Yeah. Like definitely worth the the journey and stuff. Um, it's and like that twist. I spoiled it, but it's even with the even that the, the twist was spoiled for me, and I still dug it. I was looking forward to seeing how they did that and everything, mm. and I still like enjoyed. Enjoyed doesn't put the right word. It's like when I watched Human Centipede. Like I didn't enjoy it. But I could understand, I could appreciate certain elements of that film and stuff. There's yeah. some films you can't necessarily enjoy. Um, but Matt Dillon is great in it. Like, he mm. gives an amazing performance. Um, and it's not too brutal, except for, yeah, like that, that duck scene is just, it's very quick, but it, it's not pleasant. And then there's like a couple other scenes as well, but yeah. So I don't really know what to rate it. Cause I don't Rings know. of Hell? I guess. No, I'm going to rate it out of. Um, Severed boobs mm. stapled to a car window. Oh my god, okay. And this pairs of boobs or individual it, boobs? This isn't one individual boob. Yeah. How can you staple something to a car window? A car window's glass. I don't think it was stapled. I keep saying stapled. I think it was just like kind of stuck on the. It was a, yeah. it was a police car window. Was as it well. like one of those suction things where you gotta lick the back of it <laughs> in order for it to stick on? Uh, that would have been amazing. Uh, I guess I'll give it like a. I'm going to give it a 7. It's a very well-made film. I don't know if I've ever watched it again, but there's no denying kind of the attention to detail and artistry and the the design of the film as a whole. Like The performances yeah. are great, the story is very solid, and even though there are elements that are unpleasant, it is a very well-put-together film and very interesting and very, um, from what I understand, a very accurate kind of portrayal of mm. what it might be like to be a serial killer and stuff. Yeah. So for that alone, I think, yeah, a seven. Nice. Yeah. Or not nice. <laughs> I'm going to turn the lights on. It's getting very dark in our house. And why don't you tell me something you've been watching? And we might kind of end uh, with one or two more reviews. We've been going for a while now. Um, well, do you want to watch the... Do you want to talk about the movie that we both saw? We can talk about that one. Yeah? You have to remind me what it was. Glass. Yes. We, was there another movie that we saw and I was like, it's too long. Um, I'm what sure. What movie was that? You definitely said that about Batman vs Superman. No, it was recently. And I was like, we were in the cinemas. And that I was, was like, glass. oh, was it? Yeah, because it, it? there's a bit in the final. I feel like well, there was glass and then there was another movie where I was like, it's too long. No, we went to that one together in the cinema. There was um, a point in the film in the third act where he's like, I'll see you at the tower. And yeah. you looked at me you were like, oh please don't. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Glass. Um, 
I think we have similar feelings for us. Mine might be a little bit more positive than yours. Yeah. So, um, going into this, I do have to say, I haven't seen Unbreakable. Mm -hmm. I've only, at this, uh, before I saw Glass, the only one I'd seen was Split. So, when I watched Split, and then we got to the end, and you see... Bruce Willis. Uh, Bruce Willis. Everybody was like, oh my god! And I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, you were like, the twist is Bruce Willis is in this? Yeah, I was like, Bruce Willis is in this movie? Okay. Um, and so then, watching Glass, I had no idea who Samuel L. Jackson was. And Dexter Glass. Apparently. Mm. So, I know that it doesn't help the movie that I didn't see the first one. However, like, during the movie, I asked James, I asked you, like, you know, mm. who is Samuel L. Jackson, and you explained it to yeah, me. He's a villain. If you had not explained it to me, I would not have fucking known. See, it's interesting you said that, because I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, I actually thought they did a pretty good job of saying it, because, obviously, Bruce Willis, he, he's kind of like a, a crap Batman. Like, he's kind of like, a, he's a guy who's... Hunted by the police because he's a vigilante. He's doing good deeds, and so he's probably like even if you haven't seen Unbreakable, you're like he's he's probably a good guy. Like he's not hurting bad good people. He's hurting bad people, and just the fact that he was so concerned about Samuel Jackson being there and the way they keep shooting him in the film, I think like even before you get to kind of some of the reveals, I think you'd kind of figure out that he's the bad guy, or at least there's something up with him. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't help that. For the first two thirds of the film, Samuel L. Mm. Jackson doesn't talk, mm. so you get no idea as to who his character is. That's and true. And he sits in a Definitely. wheelchair. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because like... in the first film, he's very much a mustache twirling villain. Like he's very much like that. I will say this though: I actually really enjoyed Samuel Jackson's performance before he started talking. I did like. I did, yeah. I did like his monologue stuff as well, but I was like. He's been very creepy. He's been a lot with his eyes. Yeah. Like that scene with the flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I... Um, there were elements of this movie that I really liked. Yes. And there was elements of this movie that I did not. Well, so we should probably set up quickly. For anyone who hasn't seen the trailers or hasn't seen the film, the premise basically is this is the kind of sequel to both Unbreakable and Split. And the idea is that after all these years, Bruce Willis, who's been acting as a vigilante, is finally caught by the police um, during his fight with... And he's, like, indestructible. He is. And he's um, fighting the Beast, one of the personalities from Split. Um, and he, they both get locked up into this kind of mental hospital where they're also keeping Mr. Glass, who is the Samuel L. Jackson character. Yeah. And the idea is that they've brought in this doctor who's trying to explain to them that, like, no, no, no. You guys don't have superpowers. You're not indestructible, you don't have like a personality that makes you an animal. It's just a disorder. A psycho- a it's called yeah. superhero delusion yeah. sort of whatever. Um, and in fact like so and some the, some trauma has happened in yeah. your life where it's triggered this thing and then you now believe that yeah. um, you have this power and you don't have this power. And they You're found like these and she found like these explanations like you thought that you had a premonition, but you know you saw, you heard that the child, the girls were locked up in a clay building, and you saw the guy who was acting weird, and he had clay on his pants, and you just put the images together, and then you thought you had a premonition. And same with like the beast. It's like those bars were eighty years old, like they were yeah. soft metal. Like of course you had to bend them. Like I could bend them myself, you know, maybe with a crowbar, but mm. um, 
anyone like a man of your stature and your build could probably bend them with ease and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like who can get shot in the chest twice with a shotgun? No one can. So you know, we had a look and they were very old bullets. They'd been mm. uh, they'd been wet. They'd been sitting in water. Like they probably misfired, and so you just kind of got some shrapnel and that's sort what. Of. Mm. Um, so much so that I was like, oh, maybe are they going to do that? But then that's the thing. Yeah. So this movie being M. Night Shyamalan ends up being very confusing. Yes. Because at the end of the movie, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Are they just humans? No. Are they indestructible? Are the things that I saw them do? And so, like, there's a little bit of that. Before, has... we get, before we really get into it, I just need to make a comment. I was going to say, she does, she does have that line later on to Bruce Willis, which is like, did I did, did, yeah, I, did yeah. I fool you? And all yeah. that sort of stuff. Before we go any further, can I just make a comment? Yes. Um, M. Night Shyamalan doesn't know how to act. Okay? He's... He, he, he should not be in his own film. I haven't seen I haven't seen a lot of his films in a long time. That felt like the longest cameo he's done. He so... was he just was standing there and like he didn't know what to do with the with his prop. Yeah. It's like he was like, Oh, I'll be the guy at the security thing and I'll have this prop. And then he didn't know what to fucking do with it. And I was like, that, like, ruined that first half of the movie for can me. I, um, can I say something, something I did like about the I agree. I think his performance in that particular... I think his performance in Split was okay. I liked him in Split. I him he was Split. like the guy helping the doctor look up stuff on the computer. Oh, okay. And she was making fun of him. Yeah. Um, but the thing... What I did like about that is the character he played in Split in um, Glass is the same character he played in Unbreakable 20 years ago. Oh, okay. And the guy who played Bruce Willis' son is the same kid who played his kid in Unbreakable 20 years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. And so for me, I'm like, that's kind of cool. I like that he yeah. was able to put that together and keep that in there. like, Because that's real. Like, yeah. That's, that's real. Like, that's kind of interesting. I did like that. Um, Alright, so let's talk about the main issues with this film. Well, let's just talk about the film, I guess, in general, and we can point out stuff along yeah. the way. Um, I'm going to say this. First two-thirds of the film... I dug. I really enjoyed it. Like, Shyamalan cameo aside, mm. up until they leave the asylum, um, I would say up until right before um, they get they go to the warehouse and get their clothes and stuff. Yeah. All of that, I dug. That is yeah. the film I was expecting. And mm. I know that like for some people, I think even yourself, was kind of like, that's a bit slow, which is more development, more things going on. I really enjoyed the idea of like people locked in an asylum. That to me yeah. was cool. Where it falls apart for me kind of is the third act. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of underwhelming. Uh, we're going to spoil this, by the way. So if you haven't seen Glass, either don't go and see it and listen to this or tune out now. Um, the thing that for me, I think a lot of people were looking forward to like about this movie is that everyone's like, Bruce Willis and James McAvoy are going to fight. Yeah. Like we've seen the most indestructible man and the beast. That's the fight we're looking forward to. And we see that fight in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And I like that fight a lot. But after that, I was like, well, I don't need to really see. The, that, that, that's done. Like, yeah. It's like when you um, saw, like in the first Avengers film, when Captain America and Thor and Iron Man were all fighting in the forest together. Yeah. You never see them fight again. Yeah. Because, I mean, you see Cap and, Cap and Iron Man fight later on in Civil War, but you never see like, that kind of confrontation again. Because we've seen it. Yeah. Like, you don't need to do it again. So, once we got to the third act, and it was a brawl in basically, like, a schoolyard. Like, it was in a parking it was lot. A, yeah, in the parking um, lot. And even though I thought the fight was very well choreographed and stuff, mm. and there's some cool stuff in there, I was just like, there's no... It's so lame, 
in as much yeah. as like there's no stakes. Like I know people hate seeing like people hated Man of Steel because all the buildings were being destroyed or whatever. But I'm like, you know what? That stakes. I like that. I like yeah. that. You know, Superman has to try and stop this invader and. Yeah, I don't agree with you on that point. I'm like, I'm glad that the city didn't get destroyed. I'm glad that they, like, didn't know. I don't need the city to get destroyed, but also, like, I don't know. For me, it's just kind of like, it was so underwhelming. I didn't think it was shot particularly well. Like, Shyamalan's not really an action director. Yeah. I don't know it's not an action film, but, like, it's a... It's your final showdown. Like, this is, like, the penultimate moment of the film. Uh, No, it's the ultimate moment of the film. And it's just... And to me, it's like, yeah, like, and you just, like, these two people kind of, like, yelling at each other, Mr. Glass in a wheelchair with his mum on the sidelines. Yeah. And then, like, just two other people just watching. Like, it's just kind of... It's like, yeah, it's a lame schoolyard fight that nobody's come to see. No yeah. one's got their phones out. Yeah. It's literally, like, two kids, like, who don't know how to punch each other mm. or something. And also, I feel like this film kind of undercut James McAvoy's performance in Split. Like, yeah. in Split, I think he nails it. Like, he hits every single... Like, it's just perfect. But in this one, it's kind of like... Oh, it's it's her again. Like, it's... Okay, she was cool. Oh, it's the kid again. Like, he was cool. Mm. Oh, it's the... Every time the beast comes out, he takes his shirt off. He does it, like, five times. Okay. Mm. Why didn't you show me some other characters? Yeah. And they did a couple. Like, the, the my favourite scene of James McAvoy in, the, in Glass is when he's charging at the door and the lights keep going off. Yeah. Like, he runs, it flashes, he changes. New person, like, he runs, it flashes, he changes. That, to me, is the most interesting McAvoy, isn't it? Yeah. And it's not that he's not good in the film. No, he's my favourite part of the film. He's very good in it, but unfortunately, it just felt like they... Shyamalan was Brought like... back all the favourite characters. Shyamalan was like, oh, I made this cool thing. And now I don't know what to do with it. So I guess we'll just milk it dry yeah. instead of, like, doing cool, kind of cool new interesting things. Um, but the problem with this film is not the performances. I think everyone is good. Yeah, no, um, everyone is good. Like so Anya Taylor problem... Joy is good, although she doesn't really have much to do. Um, I, I like the I can't remember her name right now, but the one who played the therapist, I thought she was very good. Yeah, and that twist I did like. Well, I just, okay. I just had a wish that, that was the movie instead. Well, there's multiple twists. Before we get on to the yeah. twist, is that the main issue that I had with this movie is mm. that it was too. Long. Yes. It was just too long. We were like in the second act, and I was like, the third act hasn't even happened yet. When is this movie going to end? Yeah. And then when we were halfway through the third act, and you, like you said, spoiler alert, they were like, all right, we're going to take this to the tower. I was like, oh my god, yeah. like, come on. Like, this movie needed. A whole half an hour taken out of it. Mm. Like, it was just way too long. And then the ending... Like, for comparison, this film is the same length, maybe a little bit longer, than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And, and, that, film, and that did not feel long. Um, uh, like, another comparison, it's only maybe ten minutes shorter than Avengers Infinity War. And then another, there's another film where it's like, those films are never... Luna <laughs> doesn't like glass either. Yeah. Um... But like, and I know that those are, you know, they're family films. They're definitely designed to be more of the things. They're spectacle films, but you're never bored in those movies. Yeah. And you're always responding. If you, if you're not, you're always responding emotionally. Like if you're not laughing at jokes, like you're feeling sorry for you. You're there's so much emotional connection, and I think that's a little bit of what Glass was missing. Like yes. 
I was very excited to to see all these characters and interact and stuff, but no one really kind of I never really felt like an emotional attachment to any of them. Yeah. Unlike Split, where like I really felt for Anya Taylor Joy's character. Yeah. Um, because you know, her backstory is released like she was a victim of abuse and all this sort of stuff. Um, and then like she's kind of stuck in the situation where this maniac is keeping her captive and she knows how to defend herself because she's a victim of abuse. So you feel for her. And then you also feel for Kevin, like the character, the, the multiple personality yeah. because of all the different things going on. But it just felt like there was so much going on and no one had an emotional connection to the other person. So I never really, the most emotional connection I probably felt was to Bruce Willis' son who just wanted to get his dad out. Yeah. Like, and that was about it. Yeah. And there ended up being multiple twists at the end. Mm. Uh, the one that I... I'll start off with the one that I liked. I liked the twist of um, uh, Mr. Glass streaming yes. the fight onto the, fight. the internet. Fight. Onto the internet. So, like, I thought that was really good. I was like, yes, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Because yeah. obviously... Um, uh, you know, that like lets everybody know, yes, yeah. these superheroes actually exist. Let's talk about the main twist that I think was very M. Night Shyamalan. I, I, I th- are we going to talk about the tattoo? Yes. Okay, so before we do, I just want to say, I actually did l- like the twist. The problem I had with the twist is there's no setup. Yes. So it's not really a twist no. as much as new information. Yes. And once I had that information, I was like, oh... Why wasn't this the movie? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, my... Yeah, I had no issue with the twist being, spoiler alert, that um, uh, there's, like, a government agency Mm. to, like, fight against superheroes. They're trying to to suppress it, I think, the idea. Yeah, that's right. It's like, they've seen a few different powered individuals and it's like, look, we can't let it get out that there are people like this because we just don't know how it's going to affect the country. So, they send in her and instead of fighting them... They're sending a therapist who's trying to kind of convince them that they're delusional. Yeah. They're delusional. And the, the way they reveal that twist is first, I think Bruce... Will, no, the beast gets shot. And they show a close-up of a guy's hand with a tattoo. With a tattoo. Then, and they t- show a clip of, like, a restaurant. Mm. And everybody's sitting at the restaurant. And then, like, she stands up. That was more towards the end. That was much later, actually. No, that was all at the same time. It was after the battle, because you have the reveal of her hand first. No, no, no. Remember, there was two shots of the restaurant. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. sorry, yeah. And so there's a show of the restaurant, and it's like, she stands up, and she's like, I will accept the mission. And oh, everybody's like, right. cool. And they give her, we're like, what the fuck, what? Yeah. And then, like, then we find out that she has this same tattoo, mm. and that the SWAT members and the SWAT team of the police... Yeah. Who are like trying to quell the fight, have this same tattoo. And honestly, I think the way you fix that twist or that reveal, and like, I mean, there's definitely a lot more to it, but it is like just to make it a little bit more surprising, is just show the tattoo early in the film. Yeah, or even you don't even have to show the tattoo on her. Maybe the maybe the clipboard that she's has holding that logo has on. the logo yeah, on anything. it. Anything or anything. Mm. M Night Shyamalan doesn't know what a twist is. A twist is not new information. Yeah. A twist is information that's been presented to us beforehand, and then we connect the dots by going, oh my god, I didn't realise. I don't think he doesn't know what a twist is. No, he doesn't know what a fucking twist is. He thinks the happening, the twist is that the fucking wind can change, okay? I would say, like, I mean, like, the idea of, like, the 
the best example is the sixth sense. Like that's that is a twist, and there's so much planted throughout that film. Um, uh, spoilers if you haven't seen the sixth sense. The, the twist is Bruce Willis is dead. That's yeah. the twist. And like there are little things like every time you see him, he's wearing the same outfit. Like whenever he's in a scene, he never communicates with Hey Joel Osment's mum. He's only ever communicating with him because yeah. she can't see him. Yeah. So he does know how to do it. Unfortunately. He hasn't known how to, he hasn't known how to do it slop- for like 10 years. It's The problem is it's sloppy writing. Yeah. And it seems like he was very enthusiastic and excited to make this film, which is great. But in doing so, maybe he missed some of the more important points. Yeah. Um, that being said, once it was revealed that there was an agency who went out doing that, I was like, oh, I want to see this movie. Like, that's, the, like, the, the last two and a bit hours, like, were fine. The third act kind of was a bit boring, but, like, I liked the first two acts, but I would much rather have seen her movie. Like, yeah. show that, like... Rather than showing us Samuel L. Jackson mm. wheeling around his wheelchair like at night for, like, 17 times. But that was all that answered as well. Like, you saw why he was But, like, it. did we need to see it every time? Well, I think the idea is that they were trying... That, that, was, that was a bit of... Because that, that, we saw that twist for the, the, the thing. But I think it was a bit more of a misdirect trying to make it like he was just being creepy and stuff. Yeah. Uh, which I liked. Um, it's... Unfortunately, just not a great film. It's not a terrible mm. film. There's it's not some, a terrible film, no. There's some really good stuff in there, but it is very long. And the payoff just isn't... Isn't worth the wait. I but think. also, like, I feel bitter towards the movie because... Be- what was that sound? I think I a fly. Oh. I feel bitter towards the movie now because it was so long. Mm. If it was shorter, I'd feel more positive about it. Mm. But because I was just like, come on, let's get this done. Let's finish this. I've been sitting here for like two and a half hours now. Yeah. Um. So, you know... Think about your audience, man. Also, this film feels... Very, I think I, I think we're talking about it as well afterwards. I was like, I feel like maybe if we weren't so inundated with comic book movies and so aware of comic book culture, it might have been yeah. more enjoyable. Because this film really spoon-feeds you information about comic books to the point where it's almost patronising. And, yeah. and I'm not saying... It's like, like the girl... The, girl, like the, 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 the son is like... Ooh, I need to do research on, like, vigilantes, so I'll go to the local comic book store. Yeah. Oh, have you heard about Batman? Yeah. He's a, he's a hero, but some think he's a bad guy. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. And um, it did, like, And I'm not saying, like, if I'm patronising because I'm a comic book reader. I think a lot of people would probably find it. Just because, like, yeah. Like, if you had made this ten years ago, okay, sure. Like, it, people are kind of... Even the comic books have been around forever, like... Less people kind of aware of them and stuff, and might be a little bit more interesting. If you had made this straight up to Unbreakable, yes, that would work because mm. it's just not a very comic book savvy world. But now, like everyone's mum knows who Iron Man is and who Thor is, yeah. and, and all this, like they know like characters that no one knew ten years ago. Mm. So I feel like this movie will have no deleted scenes. Like nothing is left on the <laughs> cutting room floor. I um, think that's my issue with the movie. How annoyed are you going to be if the deleted scenes are better, or like if they? <laughs> Or if it's like her holding a clipboard that yeah. has a logo, I'm like, fucking! Um, so yeah, so it's... I still enjoy... Again, I enjoyed two-thirds of it very much. The first two-thirds, I really enjoyed I couldn't actually really fault it. I loved every single bit of it. I was really... really oh, really? It. I just liked it. I was just like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, maybe I'm, I might be like over-stretching a little bit, but I definitely was engaged. For the yeah. first two-thirds, I was like, this is cool. 
I can't wait to see what we do. Um, and at one point before the first outdoor fight, I'm sorry, before the outdoor fight um, in the quad or whatever, when they kind of said, like, he needs an audience, he's going to go to the city, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty straightforward for superhero films, but because this is a very different one, I do like that they're going to change the location, they're going to go from this island to the city, like, I want to see that. And then when the twist was like, I'll see you at the tower, and then the fight just ends, I was like, yeah. oh, I wish we had a scene at the tower. And I know... Yeah, exactly. Because that yeah. would have been, like, more epic or something. Um, but also, like, I know that, like, this is supposed to be dramatic irony, but I really, really, really didn't... Okay, two things. I really, really, really didn't like how Bruce Willis drowned in a puddle. I was okay with that, but we'll talk about that in a sec. And I really, really, really didn't like that um, Samuel L. Jackson's superpower is his brittle no. Like, that's not a superpower. No, no, that's not his... He's so... He needs to say Unbreakable to kind of get the full effect. He's not... That's not his power. That's his weakness. Like, the whole idea is that he's... Um, his body is all brittle and just can't hold itself together. And the upswing of that is, like, because his body is so brittle, his mind is so powerful. So that's why he's able to kind of orchestrate all these things. Oh. And he's very smart. So, like, the payoff of having such high intelligence is that his body... Is like his mind is so strong that like, all the strength. He's like mind. the thinker. Well, better than that. He's better than the thinker. Thinker sucks. I think the thinker was better than Samuel L. Jackson. He basically said nothing. All he did was roll around in mm. a wheelchair, and then he got fucking shot while his mum cried. Yeah. Um, I think the thinker's better than that. At least the thinker brought some fucking destruction to the world. I think the um. I think it was very ballsy of him to kill off all three characters. I did not expect yeah. that going in. So mm. I was like, wow, that's... I that's... did like um, Kevin's death. I thought that was very heartwarming mm. and sad. Yeah, yeah, trying to like, hold everything else at bay. Yeah. Um, I did. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of them all sitting in the train station together. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, no, I didn't the like that. The three like relatives of the main characters. I'm like, oh, the let's people... Let's see every... Let's watch the video go viral. And like the people we care the least about in this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't mind the Bruce Willis thing because the whole idea was that she was trying to trick them into thinking they weren't strong. Uh, they didn't have powers. And it worked on Bruce Willis. Like, yeah. when he was confronted yeah. with his fear, like what he believed to be his weakness, even though it isn't, um, he could not... You know, he just tumbled with the beast. So, like, he tumbled with like the strongest being that anyone had known. But then, like, when confronted with what he considered his weakness, a regular guy could kill him. And yeah. to me, I was like, oh, I like the kind of poetic irony of that. Like, well, that's what I said. Like, I understand the irony in mm. it. I just don't like how he drowned in a puddle. Uh, like, it's pathetic. Yeah, I was okay with that. Um, let's not keep talking about glass. Yeah. We're just, otherwise, we just go on all night. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's not a terrible film. And, like, the, as I said, the first two acts for me are pretty great. Like, I really enjoyed it. Like, it's very creepy. Um, the tension build is very nice. You can see a lot of McAvoy um, doing some cool stuff. Um, it's just once they got outside, I just didn't care. Yeah. Um, I didn't care before that. <laughs> I stopped caring a while in. Actually, maybe when they start to break out, with the exception of when Bruce Willis knocks the door down, I really liked that because mm. he had truly believed he was insane or whatever, and then he was able to bring that strength up and do it. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll give Glass... How many shards of glass? Because remember, he had to find the right shard of glass. Oh, that's right. I thought about that. 
Um, I think give it a six. I am going to give it a five. So it was exactly as entertaining as Mary Queen. Actually, Mary Queen Scots was better, yeah. I think, but I'm still going to give it a five. Uh, there you go. That's glass. Um, there are more movies for us to talk about, but we are going to leave it there for today because yeah. we're going for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and there are some movies I want to talk about with Nick as well. I, I believe Nick is bringing his Aquaman review to the next episode. Because nice. he finally saw it. Um, I will talk about Vice next week. Um, which will be a very... Spoilers, I liked it. Um, and I'll also talk about Bad Times at the El Royale, because I finally watched that as well. Oh, did you? You I didn't did. tell me that. Um, I guess you I did. in the same house and you didn't tell me that. No, it just doesn't happen sometimes. Mm. Um, spoilers, I did not like that one so much. Oh, really? Um, we'll talk about that more next week. Um, you can find me all over social media at jamescharmer 7 You can see photos of donuts and dogs and comic books and the little thing that I'm writing. Nice. Um, it's only pictures of page counts because I very rarely review actual lines from my book just yet, but they'll be up there soon. Almost finished as well. Nice. Uh, you can find Tina everywhere. Uh, at Tina's Hair and Beauty. Sure can. Tina yep. posts there all the time. No, I don't. I know. That was a joke. Uh, and you can find Nick online at Owenowski, where he puts up videos with him and his brother and all sorts of other stuff as well. Um, don't forget, our friend Josh is developing a game called Nom Nom Apocalypse. I, <laughs> I was like, was don't forget, because I have. Um, yeah. It's coming this year. He keeps like posting up. Like, almost every day there's new footage. It looks fantastic. It's it little, looks really good. Um, I've played a little bit a long time ago. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do the beta test later this year. But go give him a like on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, um, because he's doing something cool. And he's doing it pretty much all by himself, which is remarkable. That is it for Pass the Remote. We will be back Next week, goodbye from all of us. Goodbye. And from the dogs who can't talk because they're dogs. Ruff, ruff. We'll see you next week. <laughs>